You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 101, recorded February 7th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Call of the Cryptolith, part two. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. I am Elamist. We have a special guest joining us for this episode. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm ADP Colossus once again. Uh, thanks for having me back, you guys. Been looking forward to this Yay. once again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my gosh. Uh, we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore. You can send it to me at Hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist, and he'll probably just retweet you. Um, you can send us an email yeah. at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. It's true. I'm just calling you out. He's really good at it. Yep. He's master retweeter. <laughs> Uh, you can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast, um, except for Spotify. Spotify, come on. Why you do a story uh, You can like also that. find us in our Discord. <laughs> you can also find us in our Discord, the Lore Hub. Uh, there is an invite in the description of this episode. Uh, you can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Uh, Colossus, where can we find you? You can find my personal account on Twitter at ADP Colossus. Uh, that's going to be all your, I don't know, half-baked shitposting podcast updates. I don't really know what else to call it. Uh, the main, uh, nice. the main uh, Another Destiny podcast um, account is at Podcast Destiny. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, which is it's just the same name, at ADP Colossus. Uh, not a whole lot going on over there right now, but I'm going to be getting back into it soon. So, yeah. And uh, what does this say in the notes? Hidden titty account. That's. Yep. Hmm. I'm calling you out. Orchid, I fucking trusted you with that. So oh, let's blitz, sorry. we'll just blitz right past that. And uh, okay. wait, 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 wait. What? Mm-hmm. Orchid, oh, we need to talk I, after this. I need what? that account. I'll tell I mean, you later. Uh, okay, okay, cool, cool. I got you, boy. Yeah. I got you. It's okay. I found it. I'll be flinging five dollar bills <laughs> at you. Only fans, guys. <laughs> Thank God, please. Oh no, just I don't only flick do loonies and toonies at me. That's all I ask. <laughs> I only do loonies and toonies because oh, I like again. to live dangerously. <laughs> We're all a little loony. And toonie. Oh. Sorry. So this week at Guardians of Lore, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this week at Guardians of Lore, we are so sorry. <laughs> This is our last episode. I'm canceling myself. <laughs> I can't help but notice the uh, the one similarity between these last two episodes. And oh god, I I am sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so. So this is being recorded before the end of the season. This is coming out after the new season starts. So we're in this weird like transition phase, and this always happens. Every single season, we always have this one episode where we're like, we don't know what to talk about because the new season hasn't started. But when by the time this comes out, the new season has started. So we're like, well, <laughs> what about that content drop? 
Uh, hey, content's great. <laughs> it's so good, guys. I love how it feels in my loins. Huh. Yep. Hmm. That's where I put all of my hot That's, content. I mean, you gotta put it somewhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus left us a long time ago. <laughs> is is that like easy bake content? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Or is it hot and ready? Oh, no. <laughs> it's gonna be a, <laughs> a season desist, desist email sitting in your guys's inbox like the day after this episode comes out from Bungie. We don't make money oh off of this. God. That's fair. <laughs> you assume people pay us for this. That's hilarious. You know, <laughs> we bleed money doing. This. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with ADP. We're like we're just hemorrhaging money on this yeah just we do this for fun yeah. we don't do this because well, exactly. we make yeah. money that's funny <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm seeing written here not by me but by i think elevist of whether we wanted it or not orchid has stepped into a war with a cabal because she was right nice that you got Guys. the credit on that elevist you're gonna take a bow or what right like i didn't <laughs> even have one to actually thing do I love anything more in the world I literally didn't even type anything. There's one thing I love more in this world. And I get credit for it. I love... <laughs> there's there's one thing I love more in this world, and it's the fact that I'm right about shit. Orchid, I thought it was getting... Uh, the one thing you loved most in the world was getting interrupted every time you tried to start a sentence, but I guess that works too. I love being right about shit. Oh my god, you are so right, like so on the nose about everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Just swinging Everything. for the fences. Like, that was a home run hit in, in the last episode. Thank so, you. yeah, we're going to be yeah. uh, facing off against Kyadal's forces in this uh, yeah. season that is currently running. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, at, at this time of recording, though, it's still, uh, the jury's still out on whether or not Kyadal herself is going to be the main enemy or whether or not she's going to be more of a sponsor than anything else. And so, like, the, the, the proving I... grounds are where we're going to prove our might, I guess. I think we have to, I, I think it's a debated kind of thing, and we're going to join forces with her, but we have to prove ourselves yeah. in the proving grounds. Because so Zavala takes a... So we're going to be teaming up with her. And, and it's because Zavala mm -hmm. takes a note from the queen. He does not bow. Yeah, exactly. So what I could see is by the end of the season, we get Kayadal as our as an ally. And then possibly the next season, maybe Mithrax would follow, uh, like Mithrax in the House of Light could follow that same model where he'll first show up and they'll tease whether or not he'll be an enemy. Uh, but ultimately, Mithrax is going to end up being an ally of ours. And so maybe this is where we see this um, trifecta of a... Uh, except, yeah. except that we've already proven ourselves to him. But I don't think he's ever him. been an enemy. Yeah, That's we're, true. He, he's we already never proved really ourselves been an enemy in Zero because... Hour. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe it'll be. And we've maybe, helped. Yeah. We've helped rescue a ton of Alexei from. That's true Europa as well. At this point. And yeah. That too. And so. Yeah. Like we've we've um, proven I ourselves. I really don't think. It's more of just yeah, like I, making it. I really it don't a, think we're going to. It's just more of like making it official and out in the open. Mm-hmm. So right. what I could see is instead of like a, a proving of strength, uh, like it is with Kyle, it'll maybe be more of a a political move, in that like like it's the elixir and the humans finally starting to learn to trust each other because there is there are examples of that yeah in the lore so yeah mostly mythrax but yeah 
Mostly Mithrax, yeah. Well, also like like um like bounty hunters as well, like uh, people working for, uh, like working as contract workers for Spider. Uh, so it, it, yeah. it's Elixni, and I think there are a couple of uh, Lightbearers as well who are just not really getting involved in the wars at all. And I can't remember which mm-hmm. one it was. I think it was one of the seasonal armor sets this season. Um, yeah, it was the Hunter uh, armor set, and it's basically this one Hunter going on a Wrathborn hunt with two other Elixir Vandals, and they're just talking about how everything has changed since the Twilight Gap, but yet here we are working together, so. hmm Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I do also like how we were talking about um, how we're going to get all of the, um, the Leviathan weapons back oh, right. and they're just gonna be reskinned and then uh, we're getting all the leviathan weapons back and they're just reskinned so <laughs> it, like, that one you called multiple things Feel good about that yeah yeah nailed it yeah i feel really good about that you should honestly nailed <laughs> it yeah yeah that was yeah. well done yeah but I'm not mad about it because I really like the Leviathan mm-hmm. weapon. I never got a chance to get <laughs> so them. I'm like... I, I never did the Leviathan raids. Like I did. Uh, I think I might have done the first one once, but that was it. Let me tell you a story long ago. Long ago. Far, far, far away. Long, long time ago. <laughs> there was a time when Orchid used to raid all the time. Oh, yeah? And it was Leviathan. Yeah. And it was specifically because Orchid liked to do Gauntlet. <laughs> Gauntlet's fun. Only Gauntlet, but only Gauntlet yeah. was the thing Orchid liked to do. And then something called the Menagerie came out, mm. and it was Gauntlet Light. Yeah. And I liked to do that because I was like, maybe I'll get to do Gauntlet. The Gauntlet didn't pop up as much as I wanted in, in the Menagerie didn't, because it was so much fun. But when it fun. did, it made me so happy. Yeah. It was like the thing that made my day. I loved it. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. But, oh man, I loved doing that. I loved Leviathan. My favorite Leviathan type raid was Spire of Stars. Oh, yeah. See, I never did that one. Which everyone hated. (laughs) I know. See? And, like... Did you ever get... And, like, I'm sure it's a good raid. Like, the actual design of it is good. It teaches you the mechanics, and it builds... Like, each encounter builds upon the previous one. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I just fucking hate that raid just because, like, <laughs> well, so, like, if you have to have a team that is on point, and if right. one person is off even, like, five seconds, it's a wipe. Oh, I see. Okay. That's the kind of raid it is. That's <laughs> why I hated it, because I was stuck teaching a lot of people. Did you guys ever get the Sleeper Simulator Catalyst from that one? No, but they are putting it back into the wild so you can Are they it actually? Again. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It was in the TWAP last week. I missed that. Along, That's cool. Yeah. Along They're putting with a bunch of things back into the wild. Pretty much anything that involved worlds that are gone now. Right. They are re-releasing yeah, looking... into the wild and they are altering the actual requirements for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. I just completely skipped over Sleeper Simulant somehow. That is so cool. Oh, Worldline Zero is getting mm-hmm. it again, so that's good because that sword is incredible. I'm wondering mm-hmm. how... That Juju Catalyst is going back because mm-hmm. I missed that as well yep. because I never finished the um, 
I never finished doing all of my um, triumphs in there. Right. So. Okay. Oh, Legend of Acrius. That'll be fun. I'm, I'm just wondering how they're actually oh, going to change World I Line Zero's that catalyst. the day before. Yeah. yeah. It's probably just going to be like Acrius use the it. day before. Mm. Might be. I could see World Line Zero being tied <sighs> to um, uh, tied to the Altars of Sorrow, maybe. For like just getting the hits oh. in on those bosses instead. Yeah. Except because that there's no lower connection between the two. Mm, yeah. Although like well, there's no lower connection between Sleeper. Now that a bunch of these are coming Sleeper back. And... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but a bunch of these that are coming back now, um, and they are tied to the Cabal. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Um. So now that the Cabal are coming back and it's a different barge kind of because it's it's Kyadal's barge. I refuse to call her Keitel. <laughs> Can we have this discussion, please? I don't think there's really much. Before of... we started recording. Yeah. No, before we started recording, we had the, the GIF versus GIF conversation <laughs> and how it's Kyadal versus Keitel conversation. Bungie, it's Kyadal. Like I don't think I'm, there's much of a discussion to be to had. It, it is Kyadal. Like that's that makes it's so much sense. It's yeah. You don't know how to pronounce your own word. I'm just gonna call okay. her cattle. Moo moo, oh, motherfuckers. That's, that's mean. It's not. <laughs> moo moo. Blue crew pronounces it Seattle. That is. That's different. And he does it just to irritate me. Yeah. yeah there it is. <laughs> he doesn't even try to spell it. He just puts Seattle in our texts. <laughs> To each other, and he expects me to know what he's talking about, and not like this city near where I live. But you know, the fictional character in a video game you both just play. a fixed, just a fictional character, not like the city near my house, just the character. <laughs> so and I'm good. like, that's that's a city, that's not a person. And he's like, no, 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 that's Seattle. And I'm like, that's Seattle. He's like, no, 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 it's Kyle. I'm like, you're okay. <laughs> this is only slightly breaking my brain right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got something else that'll break your brain. Now, oh, what you got? Oh no. Exo penguins. Oh no! Are you gonna? Oh. Uh, wait a minute. Is this Elemis? Hold on. <laughs> Is this broke me? Oh no! It broke oh, me. Oh wait, that's it's the it's the bunch of reward that they <laughs> that they showed in the last twab, right? Well, no, 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 no. So, so. The penguins that you go around Europa and find mm-hmm. are also mechanical. Like, you can actually see that they, they look mechanical. Yeah. What if Clovis thought... needed testing subjects before he jumped to humans? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Clovis, no. Oh, Jesus. That's... That's... And, some, that, and, oh, okay. And they don't move. They don't, like... They're just suffering from serious DER. Dude. <laughs> no. It broke That's me so Friday. That is so fucked up. Like, oh, I that don't like broke that. me Friday night. That, yep. that just... <laughs> the, just... The entirety of Clovis's <laughs> experiments can be summed up with all of humanity going Clovis no and Clovis going Clovis yes. It's man, you're not wrong. Oh god. I thought they were the um they were like the stuffed penguins that Micah, Micah Abram was carrying around. They are. 
Oh, that's so fucked. That's that's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like the entire thing. I'm just like, nope. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. Like that's that how the... that's how the theory actually came up because it, on Friday uh, for Focus Fire Chat we covered um, your friend Micah Abram, mm-hmm. and that's how it came up because there's penguins in the book, and it was just it broke oh, me. Like, were there actual like physical alive penguins in the book? No. Or okay. No. Well. But it's Clovis we're oh, talking God. about. That's true. And there, that would just be the absolute perfect definition of internally screaming. <laughs> Not being mm-hmm. able to do anything about uh, it. Oh, no. Oh, man. So aside from penguins being tortured for all eternity, uh, yeah. what else have we got, guys? Uh, LMS, god damn it. You're just so if I had to suffer through it, I'm going to make others suffer through it too. <laughs> That's the reason you guys started this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> if, I have this sh- if I have this shitty realization, other people are going to have it too. God damn it. Oh, oh man. Louise. So in the new, in this season, we're getting some, uh, some adept weapons for nightfall strikes. What do you think? That's exciting. I am Form excited about that. Said nobody yeah. ever. No, I'm excited about oh, it. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'll let you guys be excited. Because it, I get it for doing Nightfalls. I currently have no reason to do Nightfalls once I get the Triumph mm-hmm. done. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they are going to give you um, this, the kind of roles that I've been getting for Adept Weapons and Trials, then there's nothing to be excited about. Hmm. Because it's a lot of work to get those adept weapons. But I mean, like, it's not as much work to do, honestly. It's That's not true. as much work yeah. to do, like, a, to do Grandmaster Nightfalls mm-hmm. than it is to do, like, a flawless ticket. No offense. No, I mean, no, it is what it is. Trials oh, no, is 100% it, harder to do than, than the PvE uh, content, so... Yeah, that's, that's just because the roles yeah. that I've been getting for like for adept trials weapons have been trash, mm-hmm. and um, when you get them and you're just like, wow, this is what I'm getting. Okay, yeah. well, because back in D one, adept weapons had static roles, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or at least it was like it was a very small. It was pool a smaller of roles pool of perks than right the regular okay. weapons. Yeah, that's what it was. I am excited that the messenger um, pulse rifle is coming back. Oh, is that what that one is? For the, for trials, the, uh, for for like the the trials, yeah, pulse. The trials yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I find it. I am also excited that Bungie is bringing um, three peaking into. Um, <laughs> they're, they're endorsing they're it. A three peak that yeah, that they're was going to be my next it. point. It's like excited. why is why is there a caster sword of all things? Uh, being put into trials. Uh, it, like, it's a, it's a, it's a three peak sword. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. We all we all three peak anyways. They might as well be giving us yeah. a sword. They, to do they it. might as well lean into so. the curve. So. Yeah, they might as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually just. Pit- I mean, I don't use a sword to do it. I just I just emote. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I'm that jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so like I had 
a clanmate who argued about it and was like, it, they should just disable it for trials. So you, but how? Like they don't have that kind of capability right now. Yeah, yeah. They just that's, and I and, couldn't see that working. Yeah. Well, because like they can disable single emotes so that you can't use them and they can disable single weapons but they can't disable like a whole weapon class and Mm. all emotes yeah yeah but why would you it's been a part of the game since the beginning yeah right that's that's also a good point no exactly and i don't know why people complain about it because they need something new to complain about (laughs) ha It's not new though, because we've been complaining about it since the beginning. No, 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 no. It's just it's it's just things that they were complaining about before were sunset, and the complaints are now reissued as different. Complaints. Okay, reissued. Oh, I see. Yeah. Reissued yeah. complaints. So it's it's okay. fresh content. Right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Okay. Reskin complaints. complaints. Fresh complaints. I get it. Yeah. Reskin complaints. Reskin exactly. complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are these adept complaints? <laughs> <laughs> I a hundred percent. I don't know. I'm gonna this. masterwork this complaint. Awesome. So I'm gonna masterwork this complaint. Speaking of masterworking a complaint, have you seen um this hot pursuit? The hot pursuit? And I'm not talking about the car racing game <laughs> that I like to play with my friends at night. Nice. Which hot pursuit are you talking about here? Um the new hot pursuit that we have is Salvager Salvo, which oh. is Mountaintop 2.0. Yes. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Mountaintop 2.0. So, guys, get ready for Mountaintop, the second one. Because the way that they change breech-loaded grenades, um, you don't have to take your finger off the trigger anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just going to explode when it hits the thing. Because, apparently, everyone is too dumb to be able to use breech-loaded yeah, grenade I d- launchers. I didn't understand that, so, that change. It's but because people yeah. didn't use them because Bungie took away all the good ones yeah. and then they're like why are people not using them it's because people didn't like them i use an i use an Orwings mall that like i have to release the trigger for it to explode it does a stupid amount of damage like it's a really good grenade yeah launcher. oh yeah and... but people don't use them because there are other options yeah. and better other weapons to mm-hmm. use like it's a very niche weapon yeah, it and bungie's is. like i want more people to use them and it, we it, don't it boils down took away mountaintop it so. boils down to how easy it is to use yeah yeah and they're hard to use breach load which it should be hard to use right but it's extremely rewarding like mm-hmm. it is a one shot exactly, from a distance because it should be hard to use Exactly. It, should be, yeah, it shouldn't be. Uh, it shouldn't be a simple, easy game for babies weapon. No, it should not be. But it's going to be an easy game for babies weapon. <laughs> so, get ready for Mountaintop 2.0. We'll, I'm yeah. Very excited. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how how it goes. To like if because mm-hmm. I didn't get Mountaintop back when it uh, uh, back when it was in the game because I'm a, because I'm a casual. Um, oh, you poor poor man. Yeah. Oh. Meh. That's okay. You Meh. can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, yeah. I'll, pro- I'll probably. She says bitterly. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to go. I'll, I'll probably go after uh, this Salvager Salvo, just because you know, it's it's content to chase after. I think you can if you can get it by doing grenade launcher kills in the Crucible. I'm just gonna get Mountaintop out. <laughs> get Mountaintop and do yeah. it that way. Oh, yeah. My God, this this actually that's gonna be this gross, actually guys. reminds me of. A conversation I had about a year and a half ago 
mm-hmm. back in like Forsaken, the Forsaken year, um, we had a bunch oh, no. of friends who only did Crucible. Like they barely touched PVE. And they were like, you know what the best weapon to get Lunas is? Not forgotten. Because huh. they were because they were going after Lunas and not forgotten on their second and third characters. Right, okay. So it's kind of the same situation here. That's sort of. Yeah. That's what it led yeah. me to, to think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this was this Flamin saying this? Flamin, Sean, Star, one of yeah. them. Those sweats. <laughs> yeah. Rude. <laughs> oh no, like if you call Sean a slut and he'll go, well, only if you pay me enough. Yeah. I can respect that. Sean Jones. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so we got new adept weapons for both trials and uh the nightfall ordeals. Oh yeah, the new trials armor looks pretty fucking so neat. <gasps> the new trials ghost looks like lady parts. Uh-huh. Thanks, Log. Appreciate that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it looks uh, nice. Oh, they decided... And it's going to yeah. look nice in the pictures that I see. And that's about mm-hmm. it. I yeah. really they... like the ship. I think that's a the great look cool. for that ship. Yeah. They decided to... Um, to just, They were like, no one uses these Aeon Swift gauntlets. <laughs> we should make them better. So they're not a meme anymore. That's, that's the thing. I think they're going to become even more of a meme. Like, oh, no, man, like they, they actually like, got meaningful They're going to be updates. actually good. Yeah. They're going to be good, They got actual though, meaningful because, updates. Oh. Like, one of the perks... There's going to be one, of the one perks is generating that drops, heavy ammo. you generate heavy uh-huh. ammo. Yeah. On, on a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. On a on a successful yeah, finisher. when you use a finisher on an elite, you generate special ammo for your fire team. When you use a finisher on a boss or a mini boss, you generate heavy ammo for your fire team. Yeah, so like that is pretty. That's pretty slick. So like in grandmasters, that is going to be extremely helpful yeah. because each one of those champions counts mm-hmm. as a boss. Hmm. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So like you can have the arms on. And you can also have a special finisher on, and you can generate special ammo and heavy for just finishing that oh, boss or point. that champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it has it's, actual yeah. meaningful updates now. It's going to be yeah. really interesting to see how that goes. So my, my main question is, these three uh, mods, the Sect of Force, Sect of Insight, and uh, Sect of Vigor, will those like be readily available to everybody to swap in and out, or are we going to have to earn those? through world drops or I, through banshee or something i don't know yet yeah. that we They're don't know probably mm-hmm. we don't know you'll probably get them or learn more about them right yeah okay um next week <laughs> as soon as i'm curious the, it like yeah people are gonna find out a couple days after the episode or before the episode actually drops yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> it just says the mods are identical across the exotics for all three classes mm-hmm. Which is actually so. unique because we don't have a whole lot of exotics yeah. that actually are universal across the entire like class system. That's actually a good point. We don't, do we? No. Hmm. We don't have a whole lot I'd that are like that. that. But... Yeah. 
the, I mean, we do but have a few. Say, um, we do have a few that are like, oh, hey, here's a second grenade. Yeah. But this is a set of exotics that are going to be just universal. Yeah. That is pretty unique. But this is one of those things where you need to have a fire team where you know all the people in the fire team. Yeah. So yeah. for people who don't have two friends who also have the exotics who don't have all three mods you're kind of sol yeah it's kind of it's kind of luck of the draw if you have it if you have it equipped you're like yeah i'm gonna be helping out uh, those people hopefully they'll have it equipped as well this does actually kind well, of i mean if you're on pc you yeah. it, it's easy because you can just go into text chat if they have that's it true yeah on as well yeah. but not everyone has it enabled mm -hmm. i do like so. this as well because quite often i find myself not using exotics just because my my stats are better on my other armor and these are um i think these, these are going to make these a really nice placeholder um exotic when you don't really have anything else that you want to put on it's like yeah sure toss on your aeon cult armor yeah but that's just uh, i mean yeah. that's just a i wouldn't I go have. to this this wouldn't be the what i would choose to use because i usually use murder beams so i'm gonna use my murder beam shoes yeah, like Murder beam. Because my murder beam shoes mean a, I don't have to have my super all the way. I can just run around in circles until I get my super, and also it extends <laughs> it for like fifty percent of the time and makes it stronger. So why would I choose anything That's else? Fair. Yeah. The answer is I wouldn't. So yeah. yeah, there's no point. But I mean, if I decide to not run murder beam, mm -hmm. then she like if I run well because it's a grandmaster nightfall then i might run these mm -hmm. yeah she especially yeah. likes those murder beam shoes because they they help her get zoomies that's not <laughs> no it's because i'm running a bunch of like charged with light mods make me go zoomies the <laughs> boots don't do anything for zoomies <laughs> you're making fun of me go listen to the last focus fire chat episode want to hear what it ugh. This so is, mean. This is what happens when people are uh, talking to <sighs> each other multiple times a weekend. Yeah. That shit happens. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> you guys have anything else to talk about? Uh, I mean... Not particularly. No. No. I'm excited for the new season. Yeah, me too. I apparently didn't do anything for um the actual <laughs> yearly stuff but seasonal stuff i finished so woo yeah, there you go yeah i'm i'm excited See, for Elmas, the story the game. It, itself but as far as the content i i don't know it like i've gotten into this weird headspace where the actual rewards don't matter oh because it's gonna be gone in a year yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. So at at this point, like, I'm not getting attached to anything. Mm hmm. Even raid drops. Like, I have to go redo the raid in order to actually get that same transfiguration. You know, <laughs> like it's it's yeah, that's true. I've gotten into that headspace where it's like, all right, I've got certain weapons that I'm I'm gonna keep grinding for on a yearly basis, but. Aside from right. that, I don't really need to keep anything. Hmm. 
So like, yeah. I'm excited for the actual story. Yeah. And maybe the actual activity itself. I'm I'm not excited for the loot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand that. It's yeah, it's a little. I mean, I used to be more excited for things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm excited, and I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good description. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you guys hear that? Oh my god, I, is that a lore network? Yeah, ad? I think that's a, that's that, an ad that's... on the horizon. Oh shit, <laughs> guys, let, let's let's listen to Ooh. it. Oh fuck, the lore network. Tune into the Spinfoil Theory podcast for questions. Who is an or? Who is an or? What is what is an or? What is that? For queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For spinfoil theories. Mars The Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Insert information here. So why didn't he didn't give the he didn't give the information? We didn't give, he didn't give me the information. Oh, uh Spinfoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at, at Twitter at theory and or uh, uh, theory at gmail.com. That was oh. extremely smooth, man. That was man. really good ad. Thanks. Oh, that was really good. My ear, my ear holes are pleased. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. I can just sit in bliss. But we have yeah. brief intro into the topic. Yeah, I was gonna say, but we have a book yeah. to read, so we can't sit. Do we? Do we though? I don't have to read it. You guys have to read it. Okay. Um, this lore book is obtained by receiving and upgrading the cryptolith lure through crow. Um, oh, the final entry is obtained from doing the high celebrant mission. Yeah. Nice. Um, for the first part of this lore book. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that that exists. Do you get pinnacle gear from doing that? Uh, yes. Do you? Oh. oh shit! I better go do no. that. This I week. believe it's pinnacle. It might okay. just be powerful. I'll go do I'm that. not sure. Ah, I just well, want the ship. Anyway, I yeah, I want the ship too. Um, for the first part of this lore book, go back and listen to episode 100. 100, 100. baby. Triple digits. All right, triple digits. Okay. One zero zero. Yeah. So I guess I'll be reading. uh, Yeah, I guess I'll be reading entry number five here. Whispers. Yes. Savik found herself standing at the mouth of the cave when she woke. The first touch of violet pre-dawn was sharpening the horizon. She stared at the hive construct. Her head crooked as her eyes traced the languid movements of its concentric metal turbines. She inhaled its luminous green vapor. Seek the whispers. They are faint, but they are calling. She remembered putting in a full day's work on the catch, carefully disassembling the remnants of the gyroscopic stabilization system. The delicate assignment required her normally sure-handed touch, but that day she was distracted and unfocused. In a moment of inattention, she cracked the gyroscopic ceramic housing, reduced its resale value by half. 
The cutting word is a doorway, the first syllable of hated salvation. You've ruined it. That's coming out of your share. Cossus was suddenly standing behind her. How long had Savik been staring at the broken gyroscope? Flaws diminish the salvage. Half portion of ether and double guard shift. Another mistake, and we leave you behind. Those last words were less literal and more a euphemism mutated over time through an elixny cultural drift. The dregs lowered their heads as Cossus strode off in the direction of the ether tanks, then turned their palms towards Savak in sympathy. Cleanse thyself of your decay. Then will the mind be free to understand the value of transgression. Savak remembered dragging her exhausted body to her guard post. She remembered watching the lazy debris of the reef float by. She remembered speaking with someone in the darkness. Someone reassuring and powerful. Who was it? She tore her eyes away from the obelisk and surveyed her body in the thin morning light, her dry skin flaked, connective tissue wasted at her joints, and a sickly crust had developed around her mandibles. She was emaciated from lack of sleep and ether. Her hunger was a void, slowly filling with green vapor. When imagined, your potential will infect and spread. So, that's creepy yeah that that was just yeah um yeah that was really creepy <laughs> it's i like it a lot it's so just zivu's talking a lot more oh yeah I'm, i mean she's a chatty bitch and but... and all already like she's only been in two actual lore entries so far and she's spoken a lot more than Savathun. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's because I guess I guess Zebu's just a, this just shows that she's a lot more straightforward with her with what she wants. Like she just wants to corrupt people to her cause. Yeah. Well, we know that we know that Zivu gets her power from battle that we've learned from the web lore entries mm-hmm. from Immolent that she gets her power from you know destruction and bloodshed yep we know that Savathun gets her power from like from people talking about her in the shadows and attributing right yeah. things to her that that aren't her doing like that's how she gets her power yep so you're that lore community that she hasn't said you're anything feeding her yeah <laughs> you're feeding her saying everything is Savathun you're giving her power yeah. there was a there's a lore entry just about that there, there is yeah i love it yeah but uh but no like she yeah. is very straightforward and mm-hmm. it, the the thing that stands out to me is she's speaking to savek and the line says uh cleanse thyself of your decay then will the mind be free to understand the value of transgression Right. Like, she's talking about the fact that Savek actually has free will as that decay. Mm-hmm. She's using, yeah, she's using Savek as, I guess, like a, a starting point. Or, like, a, yeah. one of many starting points, I assume. And as as we know, Savek does become one of the Wrathborn that we hunt. Spoiler. Um sorry <laughs> um, spoiler for no one <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's 
it's pretty it's pretty neat it's like like already the um the societal i guess like the societal ladder uh the rung that savik is on is like right down at the bottom and that's already feeding a bunch of like hatred and misgivings to to her uppers and um she obviously wouldn't feel like thankful to Cassis for ha- like having her rations and setting her on double shifts and so i assume zivu's going to uh, play into that and she's going to use that as fuel for the fire yeah I would definitely see that mm-hmm. I think she um, it's I. it's interesting to see because you did mention that she's been talking a lot more um it is seek the whispers um in the way that she the way that she structures her sentences it's it she commands and then describes okay kind yeah. of I, i'm just like looking at the way the sentences are structured seek the whispers they are faint but they are calling the cutting word is a doorway the first syllable of hated salvation. Yeah. Like cleanse thyself of your decay. Then will the mind be free to understand the value of transgression. She's very wordy. Yep. <laughs> when imagined your potential will infect and spread. That's such a good line. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Wow. <laughs> I guess uh, Ziva Rath is the uh, social speaker of all the of the three sisters. I guess. I mean, yeah, it, it's good, but uh, wow, speaker. yeah, but public speaker, yeah, yeah. Eh, potato tomato. But I yeah, it's just the words that they use, though. Like it's very, it's very churchy. It's very hive yeah. because the hive are very like religious. Mm-hmm. And so it goes along with that, like yeah. with the religious doctrine that the hive have. So it's very on brand. Yeah. It also kind of shows that, uh, that Zuver Rath is more, she's not necessarily a blunt instrument of war. She's more, I don't know. There, I guess you could say there are more facets to her than you would think because when you when you imagine uh, an aspect of war you just imagine like a, a fleet and just all they do is just roll over everything but this kind of shows that she's more she's she plans quite a bit and she's uh careful almost yes yeah. I, I would definitely really agree with that yeah like yeah they're not using her as a blunt instrument exactly yeah 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 it, that's what I was getting it's at. more of like there's the strategist who's actually creating the the war plans like yes, that's yeah. the way she is mm-hmm. and i like seeing that as well <clears throat> excuse me cuz i mean it, like you said whenever you you hear you know the god of war you're thinking somebody who's just like unstoppable yeah. and you know, has a ton of strength, bloodthirsty. Yeah. You don't think... Right, right. Yeah. Like, but you don't think about the actual person who's sitting in the back commanding the actual armies. Yeah. I'm getting a very Tywin Lannister uh, feel uh, from Zebra. Yes. Yes. 
Me too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not just me. All right. Cool. Cool beans. All right. Game of Thrones. High five. Okay. Let's read the next one. Yeah. High five. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who likes Game of Thrones here. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, Almas, do you want to read the next one? I'll be covering entry six Sacrifice. Casas dimmed her datapad display and did some mental calculations. Even accounting for the delay brought on by the Hive artifact, they were still far behind schedule. If the situation didn't change soon, compromises would have to be made. Either she had to return with less salvage than anticipated, or she had to stretch the ether reserves to buy more time. She'd have to reduce her own share. Or reduce the size of her crew. Casas knew what Spider would choose. She began cycling through crew members, deciding which one to cull, when the sudden silence of the moment struck her. No arc cutters sizzled. No grunts of effort or idle chatter. No clangs of loaded salvage. Just the empty wind and the whir of the rusty shank making its usual rounds. A dull pressure built in her thorax as she surveyed the abandoned worksite. She searched for any explanation except the one she knew to be true. With the holster unclipped of her shock pistol, she set off toward the hive construct. There they were, sitting idly in the dirt, staring into the slow churning spire. They paid her no mind. She tried to speak, but only dull clicks escaped from her mandibles. When she finally found her voice, it came across as a croak, barely audible above the deafening whisper of the tower. You lot, get back to work. Several of them turned and stared at her quizzically. They seemed confused. The smallest drag, and newest to the crew, stood up. He approached her calmly his voice the howl of the whirlwind. Those born only to live cannot see eternity, nor are they welcome here. If you dwell on that which is beyond your grasp, you. The peal of the Vandal's shock pistol tore through the air, rupturing the crew's trance. Several leapt up while others scrambled away in disorientation. They stared as the young dreg slumped to the ground, his face disfigured by a blistering coal. The whispering had ceased. In the silence that followed, Casas found the rest of her voice. I just extended our ether rations by three days. She backed away, her pistol held level. Hurry up. We are leaving as soon as that wreck is stripped. Well, then, um, <laughs> that's one way to extend your ether rations by yep. three days. I mean, Casas just found her excuse for <laughs> taking out one of her own, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, yeah. like, do it with flare gun? I guess. Or shock pistol. Yeah. Well, and, I like, mean... so, so, like, she was looking to cull one of her crewmates anyway. She just found right. a reason to do it. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a, mm -hmm. a secondary reason to do it. Yeah. 
Well, one one way reason, I guess like yeah. the rest of the crew would sort of see why she did yeah. it, but yeah, something tells me it's not going to go the way she wanted. Because no. that is some no. <laughs> that is a bold move to make. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that straight up just cacking him right yep. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the decision I would have made, but nah. okay. Yeah, well, you're clearly not on the same level as the spider then. God. I'm not. No. I mean, she's obviously confused. Yeah. And disoriented and frustrated. And at the point where she just doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. And then this this young whippersnapper comes up and goes, those born only to live cannot see eternity, nor are they welcome here. If you dwell on that, which is beyond a grassy, <laughs> just ganks them. Like, all right, that's enough of that. And like, I mean, like, she's not wrong to do annoying. it. Like, <laughs> the kid was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> she's not wrong to do it. Reloads shock pistol with religious intent. <laughs> <laughs> reloads shock pistol with religious intent <laughs> love mayo but i mean it's uh, i f- i actually feel bad for her like i really yeah. do she, she was put into a position this is so far beyond this... a normal uh salvage job yeah, I mean, like, what do you do at this point? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, all this shit is happening, and, like, like you're you're losing time. Yeah. You know? Like, all of a sudden, you, you're you waking up, and you're like, I swear I worked a day. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess uh, like, her choices are kind of pretty cut and dry here. It's like, one, she could either stay here and continue to continue to salvage the ship for as much uh profit as possible or she could dump the entire thing and go back to the spider empty-handed and i guess her fear of going back to the spider without anything to show for it and possibly have somebody else pick up the uh the salvage is greater than this unknown force right which is really unfortunate (laughs) I mean, it even says, like, or reduce the size of her crew. Casas knew what spider would choose. Yeah. And I mean, that's what she chose. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid just gave her the option. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, the kid gave her the perfect excuse. Exactly. Yeah. Although, like, so how much of it is actually the kid's fault? That's well, what I'm no, wondering it's too. Not. It's not no, the kid's fault. The, like the, like, he's, sorry, go ahead, Orchid. Oh no, no, I was gonna say he's obviously like possessed by yeah, the thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I almost wonder if at this point they aren't exactly possessed though. Like obviously the the dialogue is very, very hivey. And but I wonder if at, at this point the spire and Zivurath's influence is just enhancing any uh negative emotions that they might be feeling and anything that drives them towards like bloodlust or anger or um like war basically would be um yeah like i said enhanced and kind of pushed to the forefront i don't know that's entirely possible Um, we don't know how it works exactly yeah we just don't know 
like it's just taking all the negative emotions that would push them towards violence and it's just and yeah blasting them exactly yeah like engorging them and making them so much stronger than they would have been before and see it i ironically like i'm i'm gonna relate this back to marvel um Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of the venom symbiote when spider-man first like puts it on it just like you mean cool walking toby (laughs) no 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 like at the very least, the '90s cartoon Spider-Man, yeah. never Toby. Um, but guys, he has but... a new haircut. He's now evil. No, sorry. Go ahead, Elemist. Um, but like it, it, it enhances the aggression. It enhances and like it, it thrives on the violence. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's what this Wrathborn sickness is doing to them that's my running theory shall we read the next one and find out what happens yeah <laughs> yeah next time on dragon ball z ah! chapter seven sword the catch that once belonged to the house of kings lay on its side now the vessel's underbelly stripped down to the curving superstructure supports. A half kilometer of power cabling spooled out from the middle of ship, forming a path that led to the salvage team's tents. From the escarpment overlooking the salvage site, the catch looked like the disemboweled remains of some great beast. Casas wondered as she sipped on the hand tank of ether if this is what her people had become carrying birds to the rotting carcasses of their society. She wondered how many more generations of Elixni it would take before the old ways were entirely forgotten. If any Elixni born today would know how to play the instrument now buried on the overlook. Would her daughters be proud of how she had chosen to survive? She wondered where their bones were scattered, wondered if they suffered when the House of Kings was torn apart. The sound of footsteps pulled Casas from her thoughts. She affixed her ether flask to her belt and rose to greet whomever was coming. It was Savak, alone. Your shift isn't over, Casas firmly reminded the dreg. Savak lunged forward with a sword, Casas's own weapon, stolen from her tent. She sucked in a breath, which might have exited her as a cry of confusion had the dreg not buried the sword hilt deep in her throat. Ether sprayed into the air, commingling with blood. The blade ground against her spine as she slid, helpless, down the length of the sword. As she fell to the ground, her vision tunneled dark, her extremities numb. Savik screamed a primal and unfathomable wail. The vandal's last thoughts were of the Kel of Kells. Then, nothing. What a way to go. Right. Welp. <laughs> I really like this entry just as a um, kind of like a, a retrospection on what Casas uh, is like. Casas is worried about the future of the uh, of the Elixni. And then it just goes into the that is some really visceral description of a sword impaling somebody in the throat. Yeah. 
the one that really got me was the blade ground against her spine as she slid helpless down the length of the sword. It's like, oh my god. Right, like that's just, that's, oh. Mm-hmm. That's some Inquisition of the Damned stuff right there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, The one thing that I, I wanted to point out is the fact that this actually kind of, I, I never even thought about it before this, mm-hmm. but families, like Elixney families, are not tied to the actual house. Oh, yeah, we never, it, did it, we even know that? No. It, like, I, I just kind of assumed that, like, if an Elixney had children, that they would be part of the same house. Oh, yeah. But I never realized that, like, the children could leave that house. Hmm. And just go to the house that they wanted to. Yeah. That's interesting. It's not like Star Trek. Yeah. Because it, it says right here, you know, would her daughters be proud of how she had sur- chosen to survive? She wondered where their bones were scattered, wondered if they suffered when the House of Kings was torn apart. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously so- her daughters were part of House of Kings, but we don't know if she was. Because it could have been that she left. Yeah. I think that's what they're what they're leaning towards is that uh, Costas chose to leave and uh, decided to follow mm-hmm. a life of salvaging, and that very well could be. Mm-hmm. It was just I or, I heard yeah. that entry and it just it said, oh sorry go ahead, no go for it. Oh no! It's at the very first entry that we had. Costas covered them with a tattered cloth, the color of the setting sun, branded with the co- symbol of a house she no longer called hers. Ah, uh, yeah. There we so go. she she left it. So okay. she left. Yeah. yeah. So she left the house. So her daughter stayed, but she left. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes I went that back makes to more look. sense. <laughs> but it was just guys. I did research. Proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it was just, I, I heard that and I sat here and I'm like, wait, so were they actually in the same house? It, and, and it just, because we never really hear about Elixney children. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's true. Well, until this lore book, you don't really, you didn't really hear about Elixni music and art and culture. Yeah, culture either. Like that's it's true. Just like it, it's all that, very sparing. You, it's nothing you really considered. I mean, like, I even until parts of um, what was it like? Was it like Crypt? And, uh, I don't even remember. There's some other lore books, even like with the Cabal, that you don't even consider like their different planets and stuff. Like what planet are they Tora from? Bottle. Yeah. You don't even consider like their different planets with like all of their culture and shit. Mm-hmm. Like their vault planet with all their like, I don't know, art and 
whatever that's true yeah culture shit that you don't you don't consider all of that i mean for them you you have more of it because you have you have theaters and like in the leviathan and you have you know you hear of like the like i don't know like ribbon dancer fucking whatever science <laughs> sweet meats yeah. yeah so i mean you you at least get a little bit more with like the cabal but you don't think about it with other races you don't consider it no because you're just like oh we're the only ones with culture Meh. <laughs> like that's not true right that's dumb why would we think that like right. of course they do right like no no like no, no. They're, they're, they're just yucky, don't consider just it yucky aliens that we have to shoot don't don't make don't they're, make they it just humanize have, them <laughs> they just have four arms that's weird <laughs> like <laughs> right like people don't really stop and think about like the culture of other people yeah and like right i mean come on i'm really interested to hear the the culture of the vex I think they're robots. <laughs> they probably just like calculate pi, and that's like very erotic to them. Culture go beep boop. They're like three point one four one five nine. Oh my god, my tits! And like I say that jokingly, but they actually yeah. have religion. Yeah, that's true, but not a whole lot else. <laughs> they got yeah. I, I mean, come on, the uh, the soul divisive. Yep, the ones who who protect the black garden. Do you think they also say pie? Like, well, you know, they talk about dark pie. Looking at dark pie, do they do pie in the dark? What the fuck is this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what, like, what, like, weird milky world. robot people would think is like really erotic, and the only thing. I can think of it's talking about the numbers of pi in the dark. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Colossus. Yep. <laughs> There's a beanbag. I think I'll stay a while. <laughs> what the fuck is this conversation indeed? <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. Oh, I, love, I love it. <laughs> what does a Vex consider sexy? Tell us in the comments, everybody. Uh, be it in a guys at hey it's orchid i really honestly want to know what you think vex think are sexy i don't care if you listen to this in a year since this is dropped just at me and don't even give me context maybe toss toss me in there as well because i want to see this shit too not not, i don't i don't care i should probably rephrase that i'm not actively looking to see what the vex think are sexy because that would be weird (laughs) i do leave pictures oh my god no 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 we know what the vex think are are vexy Thydras. The chickens. Oh, yeah. The chickens. Thydras. Hey, baby, do do those legs go all the way up? Yes. Oh, yeah, they do. (laughs) Then they come come down on you. It's Thydras. Thydras be thick. I'm a Thydra. Stomp on me. No shit. (laughs) Fuck. Stomp on me. No. Oh, we're talking about Resident Evil now? God damn it. Oh my god. This is definitely making it into the episode, right, Elements? (laughs) Nine foot tall ladies. Can we? Yeah. Uh... Bungie heard. Keep going. Bungie heard that we all like nine foot tall ladies. (laughs) And they made one for us. So they made it. Oh my god. She thick. (laughs) Kyaddle. 
<laughs> I want to sit on your tusks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Colossus, can you just save us by reading the next Yeah, part? sure, I got you. Sorry, I just had to take a big sip of Thank water you. there. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Mm, it's it's nice. Remember to hydrate, everybody. It's uh, this, this episode brought to you by hydration. Uh, I have pink drink. Redeem your hydrates, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, please do don't. It. Don't do it. My water bottle is at work. Don't oh, do God. it. I can't Just hydrate. Straight from the tap. And with that fantastic segue, I will read number eight, Unmade. Savik supplicates before the obelisk. It looms over her, listing from the cave entrance into the bruise-colored sky. Its black metal surface writhes and undulates like worm flesh. It whispers of victory and transcendence. To claim evolution, one must be unmade. The throb of ether courses through her prone form. She can feel the longing itch of her arm stumps that yearn for regrowth. Sickly sweet ether leaks from her body, mixing with that of her crewmates. Flesh and mind are but cages, become unbound, or remain ever unworthy. Savik's claws dig convulsively into the grainy dirt as her body ruptures. Her skin gives a grisly rip as her viscera expands beyond its confines. The thick glow of ether is joined by another, more ravenous force. Plasm spurts from connective tissue as her body swells, molting and regrowing in an eruption of chitin. Your prison of the flesh is being unmade, your mind freed. Such glories do not come easy. Allow the flesh to give of itself, that it may surrender to the coming evolution. There, kneeling before her new god, Savik's mind is broken and remade in continuous motion. She watches as her memories are deconstructed into images without association. She observes her identity dissected into the unknowable motives of a stranger. She watches herself transform from she into it. You will know, through the pain, through the fear, there is no longer a you that was, only what comes next, and all the pain to follow. As the old self falls away, there will be only suffering. It raises its head for the first time and finds the tower likewise transformed. The black spire opens like a birthing cavity, yawning forth a new realm. The breach draws the creature into a massive cathedral hall with malachite suns roiling overhead. Here, the whispers are all-consuming. As the old self falls away, there will be only suffering. There will be only suffering. Only suffering. That just got creeper, creepy. That got that, so that's... fucking creepy. Only <laughs> <laughs> right. suffering, huh? But, it, like, this is bringing up the whole, you know, process of being unmade. Like, yeah, it's... exactly. Mm-hmm. We had originally thought it was just one way, you know, it and and that's the way that that dredging your was trying to go and then right the shadows of your and this is actually kind of proving that it's much more than just that mm-hmm. or at least there 
a form of it. Yeah. It looks because, like there I are mean, multiple for... different pathways that can be taken. Right. Because, like, for all we know, each hive god might have their own path to take to being unmade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for for Oryx, it was, you know, all about the self. It was, you know, tearing at your soul. That's, yeah, this, that's true. This, it's talking about tearing at your physical body. And literally, like, rendering down what, all of the, what made you as a person and turning it into some sort of savage beast. Right. So then that makes me wonder, what would Savathun's way of doing it be? Changing Tearing of the mind down the mind. changing of the ways, I would assume. Yeah. It's like slowly but surely, block by block, replacing one, one person's motives with another until eventually you can't tell the difference. Like if you look back, you can't tell the difference between your, uh, between your ambitions and your goals. And for example, if you were once fighting everything that the darkness was maybe now you're starting to use it more and more and more and you're starting and you're justifying things more and more and more as to why it's okay to keep going further down this path until there's no turning back and i'm really trying not to use eris Morn as an example here but it's the first thing that right. comes to mind yeah, yeah. right because i'm sitting here and i'm like this this is exactly the the thing that eris is is doing like this is mm -hmm. i mean if 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 we're going down the route that you know oryx was the soul zivu is the body savathun is the mind then yep. like that is exactly what is happening to eris right now and countless others possibly we just don't know and oh and that's actually playing into Orchid, that's playing directly what? into our Freaky Friday theory for the dark future. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh. It totally is. Because, because in the dark future, um, they were talking about how, you know, Savathun was a puppet of Eris. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Savathun is doing everything to unmake Eris and then remake her in the hive image just so that she can freaky Friday that shit. Mm -hmm. That does make sense. I, and I hate to say it. That does make a lot of sense. Oh shit. Hmm. Because then, because then quite literally like it's Savathun with all the abilities of the hive and None of the drawback of the worm. Shit. Ugh. Ah! <laughs> that is such a good point. Oh my god. Right. Oh. <sighs> the more I think about this theory, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. But one thing I will say that I, that I love from this final entry um, is that it's so Lovecraftian in nature. And it's just once again shows oh God, that the yes. Hive were pulled from, like their, a lot of their influence was from Lovecraftian imagery. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. It's very much so. Like like this yeah. this line, she watches herself transform from she into it. Like that could be straight out of a Lovecraft uh, short story. Yeah. I think um, it's really interesting how many times we've seen the hive doing this Mm -hmm. in all of the different lore books that we've had how do you mean um uh just oryx um and because i mean oryx has changed and we've had even when we were talking about uh alamus what book was it with the pit inquisition of the damned yeah even that was there was changing um in like physical like shape shape oh that's a good almost. point yeah um and this this is like this is very typical of the hive doing this shit not necessarily two different race usually it's to themselves mm-hmm. which so. makes me think looking back on inquisition of the damned you see these examples of of change of the body and of the mind uh, do we get an example of the soul being changed as well? I mean, could, could you lump that in with, uh, I can't, I can't remember the names right now, but with the sisters, um, um, well, we did have the sister, we did have the one, um, being tricked yeah. almost to give herself up because she was like kind of the sweet one. Right. Yeah. And I'm, it's been so long since I've read it. I don't remember any of the names. I'm sure someone will correct <laughs> me yeah because they'll be like i just read it like these are all the names like you totally forgot you're getting all of your lore wrong man i'm such a lore nerd like <laughs> <laughs> like good job lore nerds i know <laughs> well done proud of you but, now go away well but, yeah. done. But so so i mean th- th- there's the the um the oversoul eaters the oversouls mm-hmm. right um there's the actual songs Mm-hmm. Like the Death yep. Singer songs. I mean, those and Oryx taking. Right. Yeah. Like those all could be considered unmaking the soul. Isn't the, isn't it at one point called the Song of Unmaking? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so this isn't the first. Obviously, this isn't the first time that we've seen any of this. My question was. Do we do we see examples of all three in Inquisition of the Damned? I don't know. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah, I'm gonna have to read that lore book again. Right. Because now that that we actually have you know a second form of unmaking that we we can start speculating. Yeah. The actual process of unmaking. You know, we can actually start looking back at Hive shit. And see where it and, starts to pop up again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I specifically started the whole, like, Oryx is, is the soul. You know, unmakes mm-hmm. the soul. Because the Hive influences that we had before Savathun actually entered the system were Oryx and his brood. That's true. Yeah. 
so that's where Dredgen Yor got it. That's where the Shadows of Yor got it. And it, it was all about corrupting the soul. Hmm. Okay. I see. So you're still within your same sound mind, but you, but your soul is being turned by darkness. Right. Okay, I see that, yeah. Hmm. You know, that, that moral compass starts pointing south a lot easier. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. Like, there's a reason I love and hate the hive. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was just I thinking. I love the hive yeah. stories, though. Yeah. Like... I love how convoluted the hive stories have mm -hmm. become. You know, I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm really because it's yeah. gotten weirder with the addition of Zebra Wrath. Like it's gotten so much more <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's only gonna get worse. I'm just in it for more Lovecraftian imagery because that's that's like my bread and butter. I love that stuff. Mm hmm. It really is, yeah. Like I said, it's it's only going to get worse because what's the uh, the big DLC that's coming up at the end of this year? The Witch Queen. Oh, the Witch Queen. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked, one way or another, and I'm I'm liking this kind of like drip feeding lore every once in a while like we get this stuff just it just advances the story further <laughs> excuse me oh i i agree mm -hmm. so like if this is the caliber of lore that we got from a from a big expansion like this i'm really excited to see what they've got lined up for the witch queen yeah mm-hmm so, did you guys like the book? I did. Yeah. I hadn't read it before. Oh, really. had you not? No. Until kind of now. Because yeah. there's always like one book that I haven't really read until we do the thing. <laughs> and this is kind of the Surely book. Surely, do the thing. I really had two <laughs> this season. It was this one, and then there was uh, your friend... Mike Abram right. was the other yeah. one, <laughs> and then and I kind of winged both in that a one. Weekend, yeah, there you go. I did both of them this weekend, yeah. And so now you know better, and you'll learn from your mistakes for the next expansion, right? Cool. No, that's not how I work. I always do this. <laughs> this is how I do. That is how the orchid um, do. This is how the orchid do. Yeah. No, I actually, I really liked it. I was not. I didn't think there was going to be so much fallen, yeah, um, bullshittery in it, and I was pleasantly surprised because I really, really like Elixni stuff. I'm super into the Elixni, definitely, yeah, and their culture and learning more about them and any excuse to read more about it. This has been a super Elixni heavy season and year, and any way to learn more about the whirlwind and what happened and the different houses. Because I, the one thing that I got from D1, I was talking to Elmist about this because I didn't really, I wasn't into the lore in D1. I was just into the shooty mm, shoots. I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm the which same Which is way. very on brand yeah. for me. 
Like, <laughs> very on brand like for Sandra, me. When I started, I yeah. just want. I just played Crucible. <laughs> That's also very on brand mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> I did Vault of Glass and Crucible. Those were the two things nice. I did in D one. OG D one. Yeah. Yeah. OG D one. Yeah. I put in Vault of Glass and in like King's Fall. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did like a couple of things. All, like I, that. all I ever did was I just played strikes. Uh like strikes and the uh I can't remember what they were called. Like like yeah. the the, hep, the hard strikes in D one play the show right. the story um but yeah I, I never got invested in the lore until d2 and yeah i do i definitely do regret not picking it up earlier on but no i'm like it's just so much more to explore mm-hmm. and i love it yeah 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 um i'm yeah it's i've been enjoying learning more it was like the one thing i really took from d1 was like all the different houses that we had of um all of the elixney and how we don't have any of that that's true in this yeah. and how that's kind of sad and they all just kind of disappeared I, yeah how they, they were all just kind of broken up that's yeah, yeah. and so learning a little seeing in the lore at least a little bit and at least seeing them mentioned mm-hmm. i'm like yay a little bit yay so i'm into it yeah what about you who me yeah you couldn't be then who me. oh thanks or kid uh <laughs> great transition uh what christ wow um, did alba steal the cookies from the cookie jar <laughs> must have fucking elvis wasn't me what cookies? Elvis, get your fucking cookies. My cookies, goddamn. Are, are they? Uh, but yeah, no, I very much enjoyed this book. Uh, I I enjoy the the descriptions in the books like like this. The the I guess you could say like to a certain degree the purple prose, but also the the really visceral body morph changes that they go through. It's like especially in Inquisition of the Damned, that one was. Like it, because it, 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 they have such a great way of just pushing this image into your head, and like, oh, that is, yeah, I can picture exactly what's happening here, and just the image of Savik's body twisting and morphing like that is, I don't know, for, like for whatever reason, that stuff is always just fascinating to me, and giving Zivu a wrath of all people uh, a bunch of character exposition and uh, giving her. Um, some depth of character instead of like I mentioned before being this blunt instrument of war now we know that she's very much Tywin Lannister in uh, in the way that she plans all of this no definitely mm-hmm. and so I, I gotta yeah. I gotta agree with you there yeah it's it's really nice to see the big bads getting this exposition before we even see them on screen because in the past with the video games usually it's been hip this guy's evil here's a weapon go kill him but now with this sort of stuff we're actually getting uh we're getting the evolution of their characters before we actually even get to fight them and so it's now now when we're playing through the witch queen and whatever else may come whenever we do eventually end up fighting savathun and zebra wrath we'll be able to see the motives behind what they're doing in game and I love making small connections like that. So yeah, this 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 book yeah. definitely gets a thumbs up for me. Mm. 
That's mm-hmm. exciting. Alamist? And I and I got to agree. Did you steal the cookies? Like I I actually really did like the book and when I first read through it, the exciting part for me was that the hive were involved with the whirlwind. Yeah. Because we don't have much information about the whirlwind itself. Um, reading back through it, you know, the, this is my second time through it. I actually mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like you said, the fact that when you actually think about, you know, the God of war, you think of somebody who's bloodthirsty on the front lines Mm-hmm. But that's not the way Zivu is being portrayed. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. enjoying that. Me too. It's it's a nice change like, of pace from the God of War trope. Like it's it's right. It's breaking the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, I'm enjoying it. Like, I am so excited to finally fight, you know, against the armies of the God of War. Me too. Well, here's my concern with that, is if we're fighting her armies, isn't that just playing into her into her power? It cycle? is. Yeah, it is. So how? <laughs> yeah, it how totally do we is. go up against the God of War when she has a massive army and we're the last city standing, without fighting? It's like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, want to play chess? By not, by not fighting we're pretty much giving her the okay to trample us. But by fighting, we're feeding her strength. Like, there's no way out of this outside of a direct head-to-head conflict at the end. That's the thing. Yeah, direct one-on-one, like, I challenge you Highlander style at the end. That's the only way I can see us circumventing this whole thing. Right. And it's so awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Like this is this is going to be the most fun storyline to follow for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Aside from, you know, the Black Armory, but we'll, you know, let's put that on the back burner for now. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that one one last yeah. thing. The breach draws the creature into the into a massive cathedral hall with malachite suns roiling overhead. Where is that, do you think? Because my first thought is the Dreaming City, but the Malachite Suns doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Excuse me. I had kind of taken it as that cave that Savek, like that yeah. we actually fight Savek. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I thought as whenever well. they've Whenever they've talked about some kind of cave, that's the one that I constantly just think of. Sure's Rest. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Sierra's Rest is where you fight the three taken for the... um, uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the easiest one. That's where you do the cheese. I'm I'm getting a different image. Finish your warden seal. I'm I'm getting a different image (laughs) on, uh, on Google here. It's the oh. it's where you fight the three the three taken enemies uh, to awaken the the dreaming tokens for the wish. Yeah, it's the same Is place. It? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's the same place. It's where you go in at the very end. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like 
one side of the they hell mouth is the same, same as, or oh. it, it's different than the oh, other okay. side of the it's hell just mouth. The door. But it's the same area. Oh, okay, that's my bad. It's yeah. the it's it's just the door that you haven't gone through the door. I yet. see. Okay, so correct the place the place where we fight yeah. Savak is like the antechamber for it. Got yes. It. Okay. Mobby. Mm-hmm. It's all good. But yeah, it's that's that's where I think of mm-hmm. whenever I I hear it because it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it just matches. It just fits. It, right. Well, and, and I mean, it, it's because, like, I have done the Wrathborn hunts a lot, so I just automatically assume that that area is related to Savek. Yeah, And exactly. this is and... giving a lore reason why we go into that cave mm-hmm. specifically. And it, and it wouldn't make any sense for them to make it even more convoluted for it to be, like, an extra place for Savek to be. It's like, yeah, this is this is Savek's origin story. So, makes sense that that's where right. she ends up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, I think, about I would it. Say so. I think that's... we've beaten this to death. Do you have any shout-outs? Ah! Uh, shall, we, shall we shout things? I, I, could, I could shout out a few things. I could, I could shout into the void. Yeah, shout, shout out so many yeah. things. And then Elmas, then you shout out things. I'm just gonna let you guys shout out cool. all the things uh, while I yell at the cats. <laughs> First of all, shout out Orchid's cats. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'll uh, obviously thanks for having me on here, guys. You got you guys get your own special um, uh, masterwork shout out right there with a little yellow border uh, for having me on again. It's it's an absolute pleasure. So thank you. I I, I very much appreciate it. And uh, I guess I'll shout out both my, my co-hosts once again, ADP Newt, ADP Starlight. Good to see you, boys. Can't wait to do the episode with you tonight. Uh, of course, that doesn't make sense because this will be aired a week from now. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I think that's I think that's all I've really got. Yeah. Also, yeah, you no, know what? Shout, well, out, you. shout out to a, a, a buddy of mine. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but uh, Tea Time Tibbs. He's he's got the he's putting the finishing touches on his PC and so he's going to be joining us uh, on the PC uh, frontier real soon here. So, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I've got. Nice, Elmas. Uh. Let's go with a shout out to uh, Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. Hey. I hang hung out with them yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Yesterday being Saturday, not Thursday. Yeah. Um Yeah, they like they live about forty five minutes away from me, um, by car. Oh, that's really nice. So so they just drove right up and we just made an entire day at the mall. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't realize how out of shape I was. <laughs> I'm feeling sore today. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Um, but it was just, it was a lot of fun just goofing off with them. And, That's awesome. uh, and also shout out to, uh, Rendell Zivas. After we are done recording today on Sunday, we are going to be jumping into a raid to help him get a last wish completion. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Oh yeah. We're going to be cutting toenails. 
<laughs> Best of luck getting that Harbinger Sparrow. Orchid, shoutouts. Um, shout out to these people will never hear it, but um, Maddie and Danny are getting married next weekend, so a happy wedding to them. Congrats, Mylan Games. So, oh, of congratulations. course, congratulations to them. Yeah, and Mrs. Mylan Games. <laughs> Are getting married on Valentine's Day. It's all very That's romantic. That's so cute. Aww. Yeah. It also makes it easier to remember. That, that does They help. weren't supposed yeah. to. It's like a big happenstance and dates were moved and it's a whole thing. But congratulations, guys. I'm very happy for you. I wish you guys all the best. I'm just like so fucking pleased. You guys are perfect for each other. <laughs> so... You're just like the most adorable. So I wish you guys many years of happiness. Aw, same. Oh, congrats. That's my shout out. That's sweet. Yeah. They will never hear this, but yeah. But um, happy wedding. Happy, happy wedding. wedding. Yeah. Okay. So. We have some special thanks for this episode. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B. Um, you can be found on Twitter at Volshock B. The music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. Uh, we're able to use it under their intellectual property and trademarks policy because they love their content creators. Uh, if you'd like to dive into destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. Um, they are where we make our show notes. Uh, so thank you, Baxter. The special effects in this episode are thanks to our behind-the-scenes audio producer, Rindle Zevis. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zevis. And as a reminder, you can add us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at heyitsorchid. Send me all those vexy things. Every day we stray further from God's life. At, <laughs> you can tweet at Elemis at I underscore am underscore Elemis. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. Join our Discord. Uh, Colossus, where can we find uh, you? Once again, you can find my personal account on Twitter at ADP Colossus. Uh, the same name for Twitch uh, if you want to see some real casual gameplay, as well as the main another Destiny podcast uh, account. Um, hashtag my brain just shattered for a second there wow yep. i heard that i heard your brain just yep, shut that down was, that was pretty bad uh the main account is at podcast destiny <laughs> and, uh, because i'm a guest here i am not going to shout out my own podcast because i feel like that would be very bad mannered of me no you can shout out oh, your okay podcast. thanks shout out my own podcast then <laughs> yeah come come check yeah. us out we're we're a canadian version of ddu basically we just uh we cover the twab shoot the shit it's all it's your classic fire team chat uh, simulator. So that's that's all we got, and uh, it's a super great podcast yeah, and a lot of fun. So you should definitely Aww. go give them a follow and give Thanks them a so listen. Good. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, another Destiny podcast. Good luck finding them yep. on Google. Yeah, just <laughs> come 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 watch uh, Starlight and I argue over the smallest things while Newt tries his absolute best to hold the show together. It's it's something. Oh yeah. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate being here. Oh, absolutely. It's always fun. Hmm. Agreed. 
Well, that's about it. Thank you so much for coming. We had such a fun time. Everybody say goodbye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care.